Hello. Thank you for listening to and watching You at Options. Uh, this episode, I have Ryan from the very good band uh, 500 Miles to Memphis. Um, yeah, it's great. We talk about Elvis. Uh, you know, we talk about uh, their career. Um, yeah, we cover so many topics. Make sure to go follow um, 500 Miles to Memphis on, on Instagram and their social medias. It's uh, at 500 the number 500 miles to memphis uh, make sure you go and follow you at options at you at options um go go stream their new album hard to love it's great it's on paper and plastic uh, the record label yeah thank you for listening uh, make sure to go to the handsome slash shop buy the you at options t-shirt from there think about doing more merch i don't know we'll see but yeah, great conversation. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Enjoy. right baby uh how are you are, uh are you, are you in cincinnati right now yeah just south i'm in uh, kentucky just uh well, like three exits from uh cincinnati uh, newport uh just one town south of newport okay. port thomas i've been yeah i've been to newport that's cool i think i lost you hey uh, are you familiar with the uh the area uh, a little bit. Uh, my band played uh, Iron Fest one time up at uh, Southgate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Dude, we we've probably played together then. Wow, it was it was cool. That's a cool uh, that's a cool venue. You know, an old church can't beat it. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to uh, y'all's latest album all day in, in preparation uh for this uh it came out last year during pandemics yeah uh october yeah yep. so not, not quite a year yet but yeah it was released in 2021 yep yeah how is the response been to that that's great it's our uh most streamed album we've ever done um i mean i think it's gonna overtake our uh it's most successful record we've done so far for sure uh sales is still a little early to say but i'm pretty sure it's going to overtake our uh our big album that came out in 07 oh uh, yeah um so you guys have been around since 03 right yeah how uh, mm-hmm. ha- how do you feel about uh the longevity i guess of the band is that something that's always in your mind or is that like uh uh well it's definitely 
part of our story. I mean, yeah, it, it has its ups and downs because, uh, you know, everybody wants something new and fresh and a brand new band is new and fresh. But, uh, you know, when you've been around for, I mean, we're going on 20 years now, next year will be 20 years. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because we've, we're probably a little jaded in some ways. Um, but in other ways, it's just given us this uh, freaking real world experience of how to run a band, how to keep a band together, how to successfully, you know, make music as uh, a team and, uh, you know, keep it alive after all these years. So it, it comes with uh, its own set of challenges. But uh, I mean, ultimately, man, it's just, it's our life. It's our, it's our story. Right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You? I think it, it used to bother me, but I've kind of embraced it at this point. Like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. We're <laughs> DIY. We've been doing it, you know, for 20 years. That's just who we are. Oh yeah. 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 Um, is it, I've never been in a band with more than like four members. Mm-hmm. Is, so if, if you guys weren't like, uh, if you guys had a, I don't know, a horn or something, I'd be like, you guys are almost pushing a ska band with with the amount of members. Not it. We're, it depends on what year you've seen us because our lineup, you know, like every tour we've done changes. Yeah. Uh, there have been times where we've, we've had horns. We've had, uh, God, we've had a 10-piece band, 12-piece band. Uh, we've stripped it down. We did a lot of touring as a three-piece band. Um, but that's, uh, I think part of why we've had so much longevity is because we've been able to keep it fun and fresh and, uh, you know, have a rotating cast of instruments Mm -hmm. because of the like Americana spin on the punk rock genre. Right. Um, it's opened us up to have a lot of different flavors and, um, instrumentation. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, uh, loud guitars, bass and drums. I mean, it's a punk band. And then you start adding in, you know, violin, banjo, horns occasionally, right. keys. Um, I think my favorite iteration of the band is when we have keys, organ, violin, and then, you know, like two Marshall stacks, bass drums. Like that, I think that's my, my that's been my favorite iteration over the years. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that's how we've been able to stay together so long because we've been able to like touch into like different genres and scratch you know, certain artistic itches that each one of us has that uh, I think being uh, in in maybe like a a regular, like four piece rock band, we, we may not have been able to stay together this long. Who knows? Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah. If you, if you got, I don't know, you got a a turd, uh, tin whistle player or something, you just kick him out. (laughs) Get somebody else. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, is Cincinnati 500 miles from Memphis? And, well, my hometown of Bethel, Ohio is 500 miles okay. away from Memphis. Yeah. And, and that's the where the name comes from? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Okay. Uh, is that an Elvis thing? Is it? What... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, actually, technically, uh, the 500 comes from uh, my hometown of Bethel, Ohio to Graceland. It's 500 okay. miles. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, that's how we came up with the uh, name. I don't know if you can you can see that guy. Up in uh, there. Yeah, dude, TCB, hell yeah. Uh, have you seen the the trailer for the new Elvis movie? 
with Tom Hanks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? I I, I don't know. I think. I, I mean, I'm gonna see it. Yeah, for sure. I know it's a uh, what it's a press whatever the the name of the Presley Estate whatever. I know it's one. It's they've like uh, it's uh, blessed by them or whatever. It's like put on by oh, them. Yeah. Oh. So it's like, okay. I don't know. I kind of want to see like the crazy uh, version uh, of Elvis, you know? I don't know. There's, there's uh, so, should, sorry. If you're, uh, no, I was going to say, if you're a big Elvis fan, oh, you yeah. should check out this, this book is Ace Tucker's Space Trucker. Are you familiar? No. What is that book? Shit, dude. It's great. So it's like sci-fi meets Elvis meets punk rock and it's also a podcast uh, it's like a war of the worlds thing so it's like a comedy sci-fi action um but Elvis essentially is immortal and runs the uh, TCB which the TCB is I think the time consistency bureau uh <laughs> okay and Ace, Ace Tucker is uh he's a trucker so he's a space trucker and uh it's just like ridiculous sci-fi adventures and it's all kind of based around, you know, like Elvis mythology in sci-fi. It's fucking great, dude. Like you've got to check it out. Hmm. El- what is it? Space. What's the name again? Uh, Ace Tucker space trucker. Ace Tucker space trucker. Okay. Oh, yeah. Shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting this, uh, I'm getting a sleeve done around this tcb and it's like a twilight zone themed um sleeve and so oh nice the my my uh tattoo tattoo artist tattoo guy he was like uh is there an elvis uh twilight zone episode and i don't know if you're a fan of twilight zone at all um i am but i don't remember the elvis episode. There, there's one in like the 80s reboot series huh and yeah it's it's pretty i watched it the other day it's pretty silly because i'd never seen it before and the premise is like this elvis impersonator starts out he's like in these uh like hotel uh bar singing these elvis songs and it's all smoky nobody's mm-hmm. paying attention that sort of thing and you know he's talking the impersonator's talking to his agent and he's like you know i need i need bigger gigs you know that sort of that sort of uh, rub and uh he gets into a car accident afterwards and he comes to and he gets picked up by elvis in 19 whatever 54 or whatever and it's supposed to be like three days before he goes into sun studio and records it's, oh. and so since he resembles elvis a little bit because he's an impersonator he tricks elvis into thinking that he is his dead twin brother from birth Oh my God! Uh, spoilers, Darren. Yeah, <laughs> spoilers. It's, you know, it's it's been out for thirty years or whatever. But he accidentally kills the real Elvis, and then he becomes Elvis. And it's just awesome. yeah. mm. man, genius! I never saw that episode. Um, it, it's on YouTube. Did, it's wild. Did you see uh, Bubba Hotep? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love Bubba Hotep. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's um, being like a, 
big Elvis fan. It's tough to explain to people that don't get it, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like I'm super into professional wrestling as well. And it's like, it, to me, it's the same thing of trying to explain to somebody like who doesn't like wrestling or get it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, Oh, I'm one of those. I don't, I'm not a wrestling fan. I don't get it. It's, it's cool. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I appreciate it though. I mean, I definitely wouldn't knock something that people dig. You know, it's, it's the oldest form of entertainment of theater and, uh, uh Art, yeah, physicality, sure. you know, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's but I feel the same way when people are like, "Oh, you're into Elvis," that like don't like they you know they don't get it. Yeah, well, the funny thing. So you first, your original question was like about that movie that's coming out, which is right more like a docudrama, yeah. and uh, my favorite versions of Elvis are all wrapped around sci-fi and just ridiculous stories. Yes. You know that really have no basis in reality right. those are my favorite elvis stories yeah. the, the myth you know the ridiculous myth mm-hmm. yeah yeah Them, uh... um but you know like as much as i love elvis i i can't say 100 percent that the band was like totally inspired you know by him so I, i'm not oh, like sure. I'm, i mean i'm i'm for sure a fan but i, I wouldn't say i'm like upset oh like, right there are there are there are other artists on obsessed with oh for sure oh yeah, yeah but once i get on a once i get somebody elvis, who's an elvis. elvis guy i'm just like all right <laughs> here we go yeah man uh, yeah i feel like i spent most of my early youth uh trying to look like elvis because okay. when this band first started out we uh well i was trying to figure out our sound and we teetered on rockabilly for a bit okay and uh i think early before we even recorded a record we were <laughs> like a punk rock Elvis. And, uh, and then just over time, you know, just the, it comes with the territory of like, you know, learning the craft of songwriting, you right. just kind of find your own voice. And, uh, and then it kind of evolved away from Elvis into what it is now. And just kind of like taking on a life of its own at this right. point. Were you ever on the verge of using a upright bass in the band? We did. Yeah, we, we did. You did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was the uh, oh well, I guess oh three to oh four was all upright bass, um, and this guitar right here I've been playing since day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were we were a three piece. We did uh, it was drums, upright bass, guitar, and then we added steel. Um, and uh, it, yeah, it, it was a totally different band back then, different sound. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Well, uh, do you ever? Whenever you add like a new instrument, like a instrument you haven't used before, is it usually intentional or is it just like, ah, let's see what happens with this, that sort of thing? Man, that's a good question. Um, there have been times where like I'll start playing with an instrument and I'll, you know, so when you, you like, I'm, I'm a guitarist first and foremost. So when I write songs, I usually write on guitar. So if I pick up a new instrument and start messing around with it, and I start getting ideas, and then I start writing songs around that I that that instrument, uh, and then so, so sometimes yes, it's it's very intentional that yeah. like hey we're gonna we're gonna add lap steel, um, and when we first added lap steel, like did it for just a little bit for maybe a couple songs, and then just it became the sound 
of our band. Uh, and this, this guy, David Rhodes Brown joined and I mean, he's a, le- he's a legend around here. Uh, and so now, I mean, it's just, there's steel on every track. It's just like, it's part of our, part of our sound. Same with violin, you know, that started out just a few songs and then just over time got woven into the fabric of what we do. So now we kind of have like steel, fiddle, working together, uh, making these harmony parts. The same as, you know, a ska band does with horns, you know, we're, we're doing it with steel, violin and, you know, guitar parts. Mm. Uh, is it, is it hard setting up, you know, outside of COVID, is it tough setting up tours with that many people and like, or doing like weekend stuff or, or whatever? Um, no, not really. Um, because the, well, now it's, uh, uh, what do we got now? Six, six piece. Now we tour as a six piece. So it's, it's not bad. Okay. Well. I mean, you know, m- most stages we play on, we're, we're a little crowded. Um, but, uh, that's just kind of par for the course. I mean, it's almost, sometimes it's almost fun when we're all like elbow to elbow right. in on a stage. Uh, it's kind of fun. Um, so we're just kind of used to it. Like, oh, for sure. It, you know, uh, it's maybe like every three or four shows will be on like a, a big stage or a big festival where we can spread out. And on those nights where we're like on a bigger stage, we, we're kind of just like, oh, my God, where do I go? Yeah. <laughs> just start running and, around. And, yeah. and, we, and we all have to be wireless anyway. So uh, because we're not like stepping on each other's cords and stuff. So when we do get on a bigger stage, we're able to run around and just like act like idiots. <laughs> What, uh, what are you what are you guys touring you got a, a a van and trailer or what's that set yeah up? yeah yeah van and trailer yep mm. yeah it's always been we've never we've never done the bus we've always done uh a van and trailer or two vans two vans like two uh like 15 passenger van mm-hmm. mm. yep wow. i love i love the logistics i love asking people logistical stuff yeah oh sure <laughs> yeah. yeah uh the uh i was just i was looking through y'all's wikipedia article and i saw uh one interesting or a thing that was interesting to me was y'all were on or one of y'all songs was on uh teen mom mhm yeah what uh t- to me if something got licensed like that i'd be like oh man this is it all right boys <laughs> this is the yeah yeah did yeah. You, do you remember having that feeling or are you just like at that point you're like, all right, this is. Um, well, at that point we had, the biggest thing we had done to that point was, uh, we did a bunch of X game stuff, which was my, I was super excited about. And then we did Jackass and then Nitro Circus and Teen Mom didn't come till later. Um, so by the time Teen Mom came around, I was kind of like, Huh. It'll just kind of, it, it, it's cool. So I'm not going to deny that like, it is cool when your music is used on a show or a movie that like, yeah. you actually enjoy. Like it, it's very cool. Um, but there's a very small population that actually like researches what music is used in that show. So, you know, it's, it, it, it I think it's all is a part of a, of a larger puzzle. 
So like maybe getting licensing on a, a bigger show and then getting a write up, doing some podcast interviews and, and just doing all of it helps. But I mean, just the one thing I can't really say team mom did anything yeah. for us. No, um, no, no team you know. mom bump. Yeah. No. I mean, the, the royalties paid decent. So, I mean, it, it kept us on, on the road. So, I mean, that's, that's the best part about it. Mm. What, uh, Actually, I remember one time we were in, uh, I guess this was like 2010 or 11, and we had just crossed the country. And, you know, once you get past, like, God, Colorado, uh, just trying to make it over to the West Coast, I mean, your your drives are so far. Actually, I would say your drives start getting really far once you get west of St. Louis. And then you're you're driving like 12 hours to get from city to city, yeah. and the gas starts adding up. And then you know, of course, we were a bigger band, so you got mouths to feed. And so by the time we made it to the West Coast, we just we had no money, and we were just like I, I didn't know how we were going to make it to the next gig because we didn't even have enough money for gas, much less making it home. Uh, and just by some stroke of luck. Uh, this royalty payment came through and hit our bank account and fucking saved the entire tour. Cause I'm, I'm not sure how we would have made a home. We would have had to like call in a favor to someone like, can you loan us like $300 so we can afford to drive, you know, back home. But yeah, all that stuff, that was uh, a huge help. Yeah. How, how, so do you get like, so that check, do you remember, like, was it for, like, one show? Or, like, uh, I don't know how all that hey, stuff works. They don't do the, uh, you know, it came from the record label. Oh, okay. And they, they didn't, yeah, there wasn't, like, a breakdown. Because there were, yeah, it wasn't itemized at all. So it came from, like, probably three different shows that were still airing at the time. Yeah. Dang. Uh, yeah, that's, is is, I don't know, since normal like normal TV is kind of like dying off. Like, I, I don't know how royalty, I'm sure the royalties like game has changed along with. Uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't gotten shit <laughs> since 2013 or 14. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it was probably around then when like everyone just started switching over to Netflix and just streaming. Yeah. Uh, and just dropping cable. And, yeah, I think once that happened, like our licensing dried up. Uh, I think shows like Jackass and Nitro Circus were very friendly to the punk rock genre, and you know what we do as well fit yeah. their style. Uh, but man, once those shows stopped airing, it like it really dried up for us. Yeah. So we haven't actually. I don't think we've licensed anything. In, um, dude, I don't even know, like six, seven years. Yeah. And we used to do it. I mean, it was like all the time, but now it's, we've got nothing, but whatever. No, no big deal. Yeah, we, man. you know, you, you evolve and roll with the punches. And, you know, like I said, we started this band in 2003 and the industry has changed so much in yeah. that time. And, uh, I remember, one of the hardest things about this band was trying to keep up with technology. Um, mm. 
So like streaming services weren't really a thing when we first started touring and uh, just trying to figure out when Spotify first hit and trying to figure out, well, how, how the hell this seems to be like how people are listening to music these days. Yeah. And you know, like it's starting to get a little momentum. Like how do we get our music on here? And then figuring all that shit out. Uh, that took forever for us to figure that out because it was not, I mean, as I'm sure you're aware being a musician, like, it's it's still to this day it's not super easy to get on spotify unless you have distribution like you can't really do it yourself you gotta use like cd baby right or you, you gotta pay someone distro kid yeah yeah you can't just yeah. upload your album to, to spotify no exactly yeah you cannot do that yeah um the label we're on now you we use the orchard and i i've been pretty happy with them nice yeah yeah, yeah it's uh it's weird and like you said you you guys have seen like in the past you know 19 years the the industry has changed technology has changed and i'm sure you know and you don't know like when spotify was first starting you know who's gonna there's so many things that start up and just shit the bed you know yeah, it's it's tough to be like, oh, this is the next big thing, you know. <laughs> MySpace is where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, the world, the entire world is gonna live on MySpace. I'm, this is the future. I'm qua I'm quadrupling down. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, you guys, are you guys? Do you have a tour coming up for to support this album or? Yeah, so um, you know we we're having to do it piecemeal. Um, so, you know, in the past we would just go out for, you know, a few, a few weeks, maybe three or four week tour, come home, rest a little bit and go back out. Yeah. So now like I am honestly, I'm having a really difficult time booking because a lot of the sh uh, venues we were playing aren't, don't exist anymore. Right. And a lot of the booking agents that I used to work with don't book anymore. Uh, they've like, don't have the same phone number anymore. Like the Rolodex is completely where everyone's on a clean plate right now. Yeah. And the venues that are still around are, they're fucking booked up until, I mean, July, man. Right. And, uh, you know, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at April and I'm like, we have no shows in April and it's not for lack of trying right. because, you know, we've, we've been trying to like slowly ease back into booking and then, you know, like a uh, COVID variant would pop up and then we'd have to like cancel everything because no one was going out uh, and, you know, like lockdowns and things like that. So once we got into like, I don't know, January, February, it started to seem that, okay, restrictions are lifting. I think we're safe to like start actually booking again. So by the time I sat down to start booking, uh, you know, all these venues were getting back like, yeah, we'll book you guys. But we'll yeah. Not till July. Like, ah, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's why we don't have like a shitload of dates on the calendar right now. But um, the ones we do have, I'm really excited for. They, they'll be they'll be good shows. Yeah. The uh, I saw the the one at uh, Reggie's with the Flatfoot yeah. 56. Mm -hmm. Or the Huntington's yeah, playing that one. one too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Like the Huntington's. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. yeah you had them on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, uh, um, that's cool. That should be a, a, a hot show. Um, how far is it from Cincinnati to, to Chicago? 
bad. Five hours. Nah, not bad at all. Not terrible? Yeah. yeah. But actually, I've thought this many times over the years, but Cincinnati, Kentucky area is a great place for uh, a touring band because you can get almost anywhere in five hours. Yeah. Uh, like Pittsburgh's four and a half, Cleveland's four, Columbus is two. Uh, there's a lot of college towns in Ohio, Lexington, Louisville, uh, Nashville, Nashville, like four hours. Yeah. There's just, there's all, there are so many like good, good cities that you can hit in a, in very short drive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. What's, um, Murray, Murray, Kentucky. Have y'all played there? Murray state. Murray. No, I never heard of it. M-U-R-R-A-Y. No. Yeah, it's like, it's it's, it's just north of Memphis, so it's like, I don't know, two hours north of Memphis into Kentucky, okay. like in the bottom left of, of Kentucky. Huh. Yeah, yeah never been there. Mm. Uh, so I, I'm taking, I take it you played there. Good, yeah, good time. It was cool. A cool college town. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, I'll check it out. We're always looking for new spots. Yeah. I mean, especially now, dude. Like, um, I'm like hitting up everyone right now, just trying to figure out the new spots and you know other alternatives to you know aside from just like rolling in playing, you know, the bigger cities. Mm-hmm. There's just there's there's a lot of America out there and a lot of a lot of venues. Yeah. <laughs> do you do all the booking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We've we've used booking agents in the past. And uh, no one is going to do it as well as you're going to do it yourself. Yeah, they don't, you know? they don't no, care. No enough. one cares. Yeah. No, no one cares as much as you do. Um, and you know, the few times that we did work with agents, man, they 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 take a cut of every gig, and it's just like, God damn, I could have booked this myself. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think if you work with a better agent that can get you on, you know, festivals and maybe some opening slots for larger bands, then it's worth it. Um, but the, the shit that the agents that we've worked with were getting us were things that I could have got on my own. So, right. um, we, we use them for, we, we, we try, we would try people out for a while and it, it never worked. Yeah. Do you, do you have a really, uh, disastrous, uh, show story with, you don't have to use the booker's name or anything, but where you just showed up and the people were just like, there's a show tonight. Like the people working there or anything like that. Oh God. Oh my God, man. Whew. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that there have been times that we've showed up and things have been double booked. Nothing's coming to mind. Um, <laughs> but as far as like horror stories on the road, um, it was it was actually pretty recent. We we were uh, supposed to play this festival in Indianapolis, and um, you know we all hopped in the van, headed to Indy, and my steel player drove separate. And uh, he's he's older and he's he's uh, David Rhodes Brown. I mentioned him earlier, mm-hmm. um, but he decided to drive separate, and uh, he gets into town a little bit early and rolls his truck he's going around a uh going on an on-ramp and just flips his truck i mean i don't know how many times and uh we're driving by and we we see a wreck 
we don't really think too much of it. Uh, and we get to the venue and he's not there. And then um, we got a call from someone that said, yeah, hey, I just want to let you know Dave was in a wreck he's on his way to the hospital. And we were just like, oh, fuck, I knew it. It was the wreck that we just passed. Uh, so he, God, you don't know how many bones he broke. Um, but we were having a tough time because it's a big city. And we couldn't find out which hospital he was in. It took us, I mean, dude, it was like an hour. And we weren't even sure if he was dead or alive Oof. because that, that's how bad that wreck was. Yeah. Um, and the person that called, oh, I remember. Okay, I'm sorry. No one called us. Uh, we had a bad feeling. We backtracked, went to that wreck, and a wrecking crew was there cleaning it up. And we asked one of the guys, like, do you know what they – like, this is our friend's truck. Do you know what they did? Or which hospital did he go to? So the guy told us some hospital when he was wrong. So then we ended up on the phone calling around to every single hospital in Indianapolis for a solid 45 minutes. And we finally tracked him down. He's at the VA. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's a Navy veteran. Okay. Uh, so we get to the VA, and we at least we know he's alive. Uh, but he's in the trauma center. So they let us back in to see him. And we walk in. Dude's in, he's in traction, fucking covered in blood. And he just looks awful. Uh, and he looks up and just smiles at us like, oh, hey, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real sorry. Sorry about this. I'm not going to make a gig tonight. <laughs> I don't think I can make uh, Yeah. God. And uh, so we, we stayed with them until he got – you know, they, they got him sedated and comfortable, got him into a room and, uh, the nurse walks in and she's asking him all kinds of medical history questions and they're going down this list and they start asking like, which drugs have you ever used cocaine? Yes. Have you used that? that, that, that? And it's just like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. I've used heroin. Yes. I've used this. Yes. I've used that. Uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, check, check. Got it. Got it. Uh, that's a, are you allergic to anything? He's like, no, nah, only thing I'm allergic to is kryptonite. But anyway, he uh, he pulled through. And dude, let's see, how old was he when he got in that wreck? Fuck, 65? Damn. He, yeah, he, like I said, he, he's older. He's older than us. Uh, but, you know, he's playing an instrument that I, not a lot of young guys play. That's true. Um, but, man, he pulled through fine. Um, but here in the last uh, last year... You know he's been he's been battling some health issues, so he hasn't been on the road with us in a year. Um, so that that's been kind of tough. But yeah, damn. So that that that's our worst uh, road story. He rolled his truck, and it took us. We literally thought he was dead, and we finally fucking found him in a hospital. Wow, that's wild. Man, yeah, damn. tough tough. Urban woodpecker lips. That guy. Uh, <laughs> damn, dude. Yeah, I was expecting you to be like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We we drove all the way to Indianapolis, and there's nobody at this festival. <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you, you get those shows every once in a while. And yeah. You show up, and there's just like no one there. Um, shit, what that? Oh, dude, yeah. Well, the opposite. We were uh, we we're. I'll never forget it. I, I don't know what town it was, but we were rolling through Montana, and uh, we show up to this venue, and it looked like. Um, a double wide and a barn were just like welded together. Like these two buildings did not make any sense, Uh, but it was a bar. And 
we immediately rushed to judgment and we're like, there are zero cars in this parking lot. This is the only building around for miles. There's no fucking way anyone is coming here. Uh, is this a meth lab? Is this like, what, what is going on here? So we decided to stick around and about seven o'clock, you know, bartender rolls up, unlocks the door, goes in to set up for the evening and we're loading in our gear. And we're like, Hey, where, where's the, uh, where's the sound man? He's like, Oh no, you guys run your own sound. It's just Hell a yeah. PA, like just my, you know, just vocal mic. You, you got it. I'm like, yeah. okay, whatever. That's fine. Don't mind that. Um, but we're still just like, there's no one going to be here. So we'll just, I don't know. We'll, we'll just, uh, we'll have some band practice. Who cares? Um, well, we went to get a bite to eat and we came back and the place was fucking sold out. And we almost, it ended up being one of the best shows. I mean, one of the best shows on that tour actually. Um, but I'll never forget that because when we first pulled up, we were all considering like maybe we had a ditch and just yeah, just keep driving West till we get to California. Like there's no need for us to waste time here. And uh, man, we could not have been more wrong. So yeah. Yeah, man. Those small, those small town gigs will fucking trick you. Like yeah. some of our best shows have been in smaller, smaller towns, like mid market size and, or, and smaller. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude. Damn. Yeah, yeah. If you go, you know, you go play where New Orleans or whatever. There's, it's like a music city. There's, you know, music everywhere, and so. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, the first time or like the second time we tried to play in New Orleans, like Foo Fighters threw like a pop up show like at this club like down the street, and so you're like, okay, well, <laughs> not gonna be anybody here. Oh shit! Um, well, was there? Did, were there actually people there, or did they, no. did the <laughs> it was like, take everyone away? Yeah, yeah it's like the bartender. It, it, yeah, it was for like. Yeah. This is when like the Foo Fighters, they they had some like HBO show where they would film. Uh, yeah. And they had yeah. a show in New, and they did one in New Orleans, and so this was like to promote that that show. Mm-hmm. And there's like yeah, f- free sh- you you know you just gotta mm-hmm. show up or whatever. It's free show and there's a cap or whatever and so it's like okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody's coming here uh but it's still fun i, I, still I fun. enjoy new orleans like uh not for the aspect of like oh tonight's gonna be a rager show it's oh yeah be awesome yeah, yeah like it, it's kind of like a musician vacation you know you're you're on tour you're already on the road and it's like yeah let's stop in new orleans and drink for free for a couple days and then you know, head out. Uh, but I can't say we've ever had any great shows in New Orleans. Uh, not that any fault of that city at all. No. It's a great city. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't say uh, it, it just wasn't for us. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough city to, you know, for, uh, yeah, to, to get people out that, yeah. Well, I, I think most people, if they're traveling, if they're tourists, they want to go down there and listen to jazz. They don't want to go down and listen to a punk band. I yeah. mean, you know. <laughs> For sure. Mm. Yeah. That's it's a fun city. You know, it's uh it's under it's built underwater, built on top of a swamp, you know. Yeah. In defiance of right. God's will, it's still a city, you know. Uh Yeah. 
uh yeah my bro my brother lives there and so we'll go over there every once in a while and yeah it's it's fun it's wild um yeah uh i guess i i had some questions uh about the actual album i like uh mm -hmm. i think my favorite song is way of the world oh cool is, is right that, on yeah uh thank you there, there's uh, in that one there's some like maybe maybe i'm uh i'm like projecting but is there like some like christian i don't know i grew up catholic christian soldiers yeah i, I grew up catholic too. okay so yeah anytime like a a, bif, a biblical reference or anything like that pops up i was like okay uh dude uh the book of revelations is great for uh a lyrical songwriter just <laughs> go read it and get some inspiration i i i use a lot of uh religious imagery and um i've i've pulled a lot of direct quotes from the bible over the years and i'm not a you know devout catholic i'm not nah, a me <laughs> i'm agnostic actually yeah same. um but I, I very much am fascinated with religion anyway, uh, period. Um, but yeah, that song, that song is, you know, um, it's a, it is a pro-choice anthem. Um, and, you know, it's just sort of uh, about a, a first person uh, viewpoint of, you know, a female that is going through that and yeah. trying to walk to uh, an appointment and a, a bunch of super right-wing nut Christians out front with signs, you know, telling this poor girl she's a murderer. Right. And it's like, can you imagine being in her shoes yeah. and just feeling that hatred when all you're trying to do is to make the best decision for you, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's, that's what that, that line is. Yeah, it's, it's a good song. I like it uh thank you that yeah uh living in mobile there's a big like uh catholic whatever uh presence and so every once in a while you'll be driving down like the main street um and uh there's a uh an abortion clinic like right off um but you'll see some some wacky people out like protesting and they got mm -hmm. they've got some pretty vile you know pictures and of like actual like yeah. dead fetuses and this stuff and i was like eh, this isn't, isn't this a little much you know uh but yeah it's uh i don't know grown-up catholics weird grown-up any religion's weird i guess if you're not like fully bought in you you, you i don't know well don't. you know i think uh religion is such a part of uh culture and identity and like i don't think religion is the problem the problem is when certain folks get so far down the path of religion and become completely self-righteous and um knowing just knowing in their heart of hearts that other people are going to hell you know yeah i think that's that's where uh, religion takes a, a wrong turn and uh, it, it just takes on a life of its own that I don't think it was ever intended to have. Yeah. 
because I, like religion itself, I, I love, like, I have no problem with that part of it at all. Right. I have a problem with people taking it to, uh, an extreme and using it as a tool of hate and as, uh, you know, a, a crux for pushing super, uh, conservative ideals into our government that have no place there. Um, you know, same old shit. <laughs> Second verse, same as the first. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, okay. Well, hey, we've got, we've gone like forty five minutes. I, I I like to do a a, a kind of um, a lightning round of questions. And lightning round, I say this uh, is is subjective. You know, you can answer. You can you can be a short. <laughs> Right past. Oh, this is too much pressure. Yeah, just. Oh man. Okay. Are you ready for the lightning round? Yes. Okay. My favorite color is black. <laughs> is it really? Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> Probably. Oh man. Uh, okay. Question one. Uh, are Are you hard to love, Ryan? Huh. Hard to, hmm. hard to love is the name of the album for the listeners. Okay. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I, yes, I am. Okay. Uh, should I elaborate on No, that? you don't have to. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay. Uh, question number two, what's your favorite truck stop slash gas station on the road? Ooh, well, I have to go with pilot. Ooh good gas station yeah uh, oh sheets 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 is good too i can't sheets and pilot sheets is good i like the uh you know the sheets they've got the automated system of you can just order whatever mm-hmm. wild sandwich you want even if like oh yeah and i i really love the new coffee system that a lot of these places have where it literally you push like i don't know 16 ounce coffee with room and it brews like a one perfect cup of coffee mm-hmm. and it doesn't taste like shit like a Keurig does. Right. Like it tastes good. Uh, yeah, man. These coffee computers. Yep. Oh man. Um, what's, what's the worst punk rock bathroom you've gone number two in? Oh, I'm going to go ahead and say the milestone in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. I don't think there was even a stall door. Oh yeah, there was that stall door. Uh, and the toilet was not bolted to the ground, and I don't think there was actually a seat on it. So uh, when we would get into situations like that, you know, our, we, our bandmates, we would just kind of have to, like, guard the door right. for, you know, watch out for each other. Yeah, definitely a milestone. Okay. What's uh, what's your worst uh, borders slash customs experience? Borders? The bookstore? No, the border. Oh, not the bookstore. Oh. Your 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 worst Walden Books experience. No. Uh, I don't. I I, I don't pass. I don't have a bad story. You guys have no problem. Haven't been detained yeah. or anything. Never, never had any problem. Knock on no. knock on wood. Jeez. Yep. For real. Uh, do you drink? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, this this next I preface that for this next question because sometimes I'll ask this next question, not knowing if the person drinks or not, and then they'll be like, "Oh, I don't drink," and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> moving on." Uh, what's what's your favorite regional beer? When I say regional, I mean like uh, Lone Spotted Sp- Cow, Spotted, Spotted Cow, New Glarus, yeah, New Glarus Spotted Cow, which is up in Wisconsin. Okay. Oh my God. If you ever get the chance, if you're on tour up in Wisconsin, I actually think you might even be able to get it in Illinois, definitely Chicago. Uh, New Glarus Spotted Cow is incredible. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. It, it, I mean, it's definitely a light beer. It's a lager. Uh, But, dude, it's heaven on earth (laughs) in a bottle. Have have you had uh, Malort? Malort? No, sounds like I I may need Malort. Malort, it's not. It's a uh, it's a grapefruit uh, liquor. It's a Chicago thing. Uh, You can when you guys play Chicago, it's disgusting. It's terrible. That's like (laughs) that's like their bit where it's like, oh, you gotta try Malort. Yeah. Okay. Are they kind of like? Conning the out of towners into drinking yeah. garbage. Yeah, Jeps- right. Jepson's Malort. Uh, um, what's the most expensive shirt you've bought? Or piece of clothing? Oh God! Uh, well, I mean, shit. I mean, I own a, a suit. That's a boring answer, but boring. a suit. Mm. <laughs> Is it a uh, like a Gucci suit or a Louis Vuitton suit or something? Something it's fun. a uh, Ralph Lauren suit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but shirt-wise, we used to see back in oh, 2008 uh, or nine. we got hired to be the backup band for this uh, semi-famous country singer. And uh, so we had, to, we had to look the part. Right. So we had to fucking go out and buy all these fucking Western shirts. And those are not, they're like $75 a piece for like Pearl Snaps. Right. Uh, so all of us spent a little cash because they, this gig paid really fucking well. Yeah. Uh, and we were broke. So we, we spent a little cash and, you know, got some matching Western shirts so we could back up this starlet. And we did that for a bit and grew it, it did not end well. Um, mm. But, it that that whole country scene fucking sucks, man. It seems, it is, it seems cutthroat. It's a different, yeah. It's different, different world that we were not. Uh, I don't know. We kind of assumed going in, like, yeah, this might suck, and we did it long enough to make some money and got out. Yeah. And it just, yeah, we we went back to our DIY punk roots and just stayed there. <laughs> oh man, yeah. You could. Uh, are, are you a con- do you listen to country music like I don't know old school or classic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could like Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard. Love Merle Haggard. Did you think about getting like a nudie suit or anything like wild to, oh. to wear? <laughs> yeah, that would have been awesome. Oh man. Um, what's the next one? Uh, what's What's your perfect pizza? Um, perfect pizza is definitely in Chicago. Chicago style pizza, um, sausage, green pepper, pineapple. Um, I'm gonna say Lou Malnati's is my favorite, but you can't get pineapple. None, none of those places do pineapple, but that would be perfect. 
if they would add pineapple. Do you, are you going to bring your own like can of pineapple? Yeah, I'm going to bring my own can of pineapple. Actually, I'm just going to bring in a giant pineapple and say, slice this up, put it on my pizza. <laughs> I'm the customer. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. To uh, to go with your uh, with 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 that question, a follow up to the fer- perfect pizza. Uh, what do you want on your tombstone? Um, I want it to be Chicago style, and I want sausage nice. and green peppers. Uh, what do I want on my tombstone? Um, it's probably gonna be something stupid. Like whoever's in charge of my funeral is probably gonna be like, oh. Put a guitar on his headstone. He loves guitar. That's right. You, you get that? Like, oh, my cousin plays guitar. I should I should hook you guys up. Yeah, man. Got got um, many a, a Target <laughs> T-shirt with a with a guitar on with it. Guitar over yeah. the years. Oh yep. man, dude, I love that shit. Like, oh, I heard you're into sports. I got you the shirt with the tennis racket on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what's gonna be on my tombstone. Oh, I know. I got a tattoo on my arm. It's a Nietzsche quote. Uh, Without music, life would be a mistake. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's it. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Nietzsche, Nietzsche will be on my headstone. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, okay. Well, uh, do you have anything you want to promote on the on the the before we wrap this up? Uh, I'll promote whoever the fuck does your... Um, intro music is oh my god is that you it's no i wish it's not me it's my my friend uh brady turner he uh he's been on here a couple of times oh i saw his name okay man that fucking guy his pipes are so smooth he rips that your your uh yeah dude your intro music is killer thank you so good i appreciate it so yeah, I just wanted to promote your podcast, Brady Turner. Okay, um, thank all, you on your podcast. Thank you, sir. No, uh, yeah, I would just say, uh, you know, please go listen to our new record. Um, stay up to date, you know, on our socials and on our website. We've got uh, a lot of show dates coming up. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, cool. Just uh, vinyl will be out. You now vinyl obviously is delayed for everyone, but our vinyl is supposed yeah. to be out. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, our vinyl should be out in June. So, uh, yep. Please check us out. Tell a friend. Come to a show. More importantly, man, come to a fucking show. Like, right. just hang out. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Well, stay on for a second, Ryan. Um, sure. Uh, you had options, but you decided to talk to me, and I appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you for having me. Please.